Welcome to the Unstoppable Imparable Podcast. My name is Alejandro Marquez, and I'm going to be your host on this show. I'm a time and lean system strategist, best-selling author, and international speaker, and I'm here to bring you over 10 years of experience of bending time to do all the things I want, from graduating from two degrees and two masters to working in top law firms, research centers, and as a criminal law professor, to building and growing my own business while always enjoying plenty of quality time with my loved ones. Tune in for all the tips, tricks, actionable tools, and incredible guests to become unstoppable, achieve your goals without burning out, and create the life of your dreams. And yes, as you might notice, this is a bilingual podcast, so let's get this fiesta started. Welcome, Elizabeth, to this show. I'm so excited because you're officially the first guest expert on the show, and I just can't wait for everybody to really get to know you and your brilliance. So let me formally introduce you before we get into really your journey and the incredible topic we'll be discussing today. So for anyone who doesn't know Elizabeth yet, Dr. Elizabeth Wigan is, is known as the Women's Hormone Health Coach functional nutrition expert, author, contributor for Best Holistic Life magazine, speaker, host of the Fen Formula podcast, wife and mother of two little ladies. Her specialty is empowering women who are feeling overwhelmed, fatigue, and short on time to reclaim their vitality through optimized wellness. She's been featured in Parade magazine, Thrive Global, Authority magazine, contributor to Best Holistic Life magazine, author in the book, Moving Beyond the Contour, on Burnout to Allowed, All My Health, There is Hope, and Create a Worth It podcast. I mean, how incredible you are. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's thank you it's amazing. Having... Thank you again for, for being here. I, I met Elizabeth a couple of years ago, and I must say that I, just being part of your journey has been so incredible. And I, I knew that I needed to have you here, yes or yes. So welcome to the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you for having me and thinking of me as number one, like your first guest, which is huge. I just found that out before we started recording. So that's like amazing. What an honor it is to like be that person for you. Um, and just also like being there for me through my journey. When we met, like, which was what in... When was that? 20... 2021, I think. 2021, yeah. yeah. So I was in a completely different place. And like, you definitely helped in my transformation. And, you know, like, kudos to you and, and your genius and what you do. Thank you. I mean, it's an honor being part of that journey. So I'm so happy that you're here and just mm -hmm. seeing you shine and doing all the amazing things that you're doing. So for anyone who's not yet familiar to you and who's getting a little bit curious with that amazing bio, could you please just share a little bit uh, about your journey, how you landed in here, and why you decided to become the Women's Hormone Health Coach? Yeah, so it's a long and winding tale. I'll try to keep it brief, as brief as I possibly can. <laughs> um, so really, my journey started when a couple of things occurred almost simultaneously. So I say like there was a series of simultaneous events that occurred in my life that led me to my purpose and what I do today. And those events were, became a doctor of pharmacy. 
I was hired as a pharmacy manager at an independent I had job shadowed at for, gosh, it was almost like close to 10 years before I was hired as their pharmacist manager. Um, I became a mother twice, so two littles, and had like a moment of pure clarity after I landed myself in the hospital after I had my second daughter. And to kind of like paint a picture of what happened during this time, when I started my career as a pharmacist, I <laughs> I was naive to think I was going to practice the way that I thought I would. And my idea of being a liaison to patient and provider was the thought that I would be educating my patients on lifestyle modifications, because a lot of the disease states that we see, they're labeled as chronic, but they can't be prevented. They can be mitigated with lifestyle changes like nutrition, exercise, your spirituality is another big component of this. And when I got into my role, I was wearing so many hats and not able to really give that educational piece that I thought I would be able to provide. And part of it was the busyness of that career. And I think if any other pharmacist is listening, you know what I'm talking about, especially like community retail setting, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And then the other part was like patients not necessarily being open to listening just yet because I was the new girl on the block. Like, who is this chick? Why is she trying to talk to me about my medications? It just wasn't really something they were accustomed to. And then I would get a lot of flack from the providers. So I believe that when I came into this community in my role and started questioning or making suggestions on medication therapy adjustments or discontinuing therapies due to interactions, it was not received well Hmm. from providers. So, and that's not all of them, but there were quite a few. So it was really a challenging experience. And I felt like I was hitting my head up against a brick wall. And like, why did I choose this as my career if I can't make those impactful changes? Um, And then I just kind of began to accept it as like, well, it's just the job. Right. So I lost my passion for that part of the profession that I fell in love with and was part of the reason why I went to pharmacy school, like a big part of the reason I went to pharmacy school. And once I became a mother with my first, I had experienced postpartum anxiety and depression. I went back to work only eight weeks postpartum with her. I thought it was enough time, but it wasn't. I was pumping at work. And that was like a whole nother story. Very difficult for me. Um, Again, being pulled in many different directions while I was trying to pump and just not conducive to supporting a mother. And then with my second, we ended up having to go into the pediatric ICU with her when she was only 10 days old. So both births, were were traumatic for me. And it was a really 
hard time because I saw myself in a certain way as a mother, right? And I also had, unfortunately, my maternity leave reduced with my second to only um, six weeks from like 12 to six weeks due to many different reasons of which I don't know if I can necessarily give specifics on, um, but it was heartbreaking for me. And when that happened, I knew like I had to get out. Something has to change when you know it, you know it. Yes. Yeah. And I knew like, it's not sustainable for me to stay and work the hours I was working, be under the stress that I was under, um, try to raise a family. Like I would get home from work and it's only, it would only be a little after six o'clock in the evening. And I just wanted to go to bed and I was almost every single day. So I couldn't interact with my family the way that I wanted to and all of these things. And what ended up happening was when I went back to work, I was pumping at work again had all of these expectations placed upon me while I was pumping of verifying medications and answering questions and all these things and eating. And like, it's like next to impossible, mm-hmm. minimal privacy. And I ended up getting sick and I had um, mastitis. At first I thought I was getting the flu. And then I realized after sitting there for a minute, I just, (laughs) I can vividly remember like sitting, which was hardly ever done, but sitting at my desk area or like the workstation area and feeling like I was just going to pass out because I was so exhausted. My body, my entire body hurt. Um, and thinking like, what the heck is going on with me? And, and then putting two and two together for like the component of, oh my gosh, I think I have mastitis. Um, Things didn't get better for me. So then I was, I was placed in a hospital and I only stayed, it was not even 24 hours in the hospital. I really probably should have stayed longer. Um, but I was scared that I would be looked at as weak. Like I couldn't handle, right. Like I couldn't handle my career and being a mom. And I was fearful that I would be fired. And I was in astronomical amounts of student loan debt three, over $300,000 worth. And I could not lose my job because I have a family to support. And it was like all of these things coming together as one, my body shut down on me. I'm in the hospital. It's a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And I had like my awakening. And it was the fact that what I had gone through as a career professional, as a mother, I'm not the only one. Absolutely no. Yeah. Right. And I knew that, right. Like I was aware prior to, but I had not experienced it yet during that awareness phase. Once I experienced these, I call them atrocities. Like I think the way that I was treated and the way that other women and mothers are treated in the workforce is truly atrocious. And it was at that moment, I'm like, 
I'm not meant to be a pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm meant to serve mothers. I'm meant to serve women and educate them on, like, this doesn't have to be your reality. We don't have to accept this. I don't know, like, this life sentence of struggling and suffering. It's not... It's not meant to be our reality because we're so powerful and we're literally the life force of the world. And from there, I had to go through my own healing journey and reclaim my spirituality, heal my gut specifically because I was on so many antibiotics that just destroyed my gut health and it caused other health issues. And I really dove into functional medicine and had to do the work myself. And then like that, that awakening moment of realizing I need to serve women continue to spiral and like build that snowball of here's how I'm going to do it, of going through my journey that I experienced because I know it's happening everywhere and really just being that guiding light for, for others. So that's my story. I tried to make it brief, but there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> Oh, of course. I mean, who can tell their story in five seconds? It's it's no, impossible. It's and impossible. I don't want you to cut it out. I, I want people to really understand how you started because that's your passion. You mm-hmm. found your passion because you went through it and you knew you were not alone. And one of the things that you say that for me, it's like the key element of almost every conversation that I've had is that burnout point. Because besides the health issues that you had and all the conditions that that happened to you in both labors and at work, finding that for now, like arriving to that point of, I don't know if I'm weak, because society has told us that you must be a good mom and a good worker and shut mm-hmm. up and don't complain. Like you have to do it all good that obviously leads to that burnout and you start losing that passion for something that you study so hard. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. And that's what the Unstoppable Imparable podcast is all about, like mm-hmm. finding that purpose that you had inside you and how to overcome all the things so that you keep moving forward so you can find your power and really start shining as you're doing right now. So yeah. I'm sorry that you went through that, but I'm so happy that you're now helping hundreds and thousands of women because mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful what you're doing. In hormones, it's something that people don't pay attention that much. And I'm mm-hmm. 100% guilty of that. It's like, yes, we know we have them, especially as women. We we know we have hormones and that it influences the way that we we behave every single day and all the things, but it's not something that we are intentional or conscious until something happens. And I feel like that's, that's a problem. We don't do anything before uh, to prevent, or it has to happen something bad. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people might be wondering right now, like how healing your hormones can help you become unstoppable. Because as I say, unless you're already (laughs) into this topic or you've been through something that call your attention and you awake, you woke up from that state of not knowing anything, it's very hard to make that connection. So I know we said that today's topic, it's, it's really about overcoming that afternoon slump 
by healing your gut and your liver, but I also want you to to give us a little of an insight yeah. on why our hormones are so important, especially as women, in our daily basis, like how they influence, well, absolutely everything we do. Right. Yeah. So the connection here is something that I try to speak to often because it it isn't very well understood like that there's like a missing link and i relate it back to the fact of seeing the great resignation and having more women leaving the corporate landscape than men and then if you keep digging in the number one reason is burnout i mean it's in the research it's in articles you can find it so Burnout, in terms of being a woman, we are living in a, and I will say this very bluntly, we are living in a man's world. And what I mean by that is we recognize the circadian rhythm of sleep-wake cycles in not only our personal lives, but also in like the societies we live in today. So corporate America runs on the 24-hour sleep-wake circadian rhythm cycle, which also mimics the like male hormone, testosterone. So they don't have like those peaks and troughs like we do um, with our estrogen and progesterone that comes into play on top of testosterone. So we actually have two different biological clocks, not only the circadian rhythm that we live by in most cases, but we also have the infradian rhythm, which is directly correlated to our hormonal phases each month. So it lasts about 29.5 days, I believe, right around there on average for that infradian rhythm cycle. And when we are talking about burnout, we're talking about, I like to think about it as energy preservation, right? So if we are living in a man's world as women, we of course are going to burn out faster because our bodies are more sophisticated um, and more complicated in a beautiful way than a man. So we have to really honor our bodies and tap into how we truly are feeling like energetically. So, and this can even tie into like energetics and spirituality. Like when I think of a woman, I think of her as a whole being in mind, body, and spirit. And in order to really tap into all of those pieces of the woman, we have to heal and balance the hormones first. That is what I believe wholeheartedly um, in conjunction with reclaiming like the spiritual component. And you can blend the two together beautifully. And that's what I do in my program. Um, it's very, very much holistic in, in that regard. So um, do you want me to like go in a little bit about like, the hormones at play each week or do you want me I mean, to <laughs> I don't have, have to but I know this is a huge topic yeah and uh, that we can go into five ten episodes we probably could absolutely yes. yeah. yeah I mean hormones for me has played as I say a, a huge role when I realize the impact it had and all the things that we can do to leverage it because it's funny because I feel like in the past if we consider that phrase that we live in a man's world and that we are different and we have hormones and a different cycle, 
like you will see that as a weakness and that's at least how we've been taught uh that's right. how yes. i grew up and i was like okay forget about your cycle because it's it's something that's making you weak don't talk about it but when you start understanding how it works it allows you to as you say the different hormones that uh, that played and uh, that get into play and the different phases of the cycle like that can give you a lot of power when you learn how to leverage it. And I know yes. you'll really master that cycle psyching. And mm-hmm. what are those things that you can do on each uh, phase of the cycle? But I just want to encourage every woman listening right now, like seriously, don't take it anytime as a weakness because it's it's true power once you start tapping yes. into it. For me, it has been a game changer in the way that I plan my days. So if there's anything you need to know about the hormones and the cycles right now it's you can leverage it so the more you learn about it the more it can help you so right now one of the main things that I would love for you to to help me help other people Mm -hmm. is really with that afternoon slump because I feel like every single person has felt it at least once like I know I have 100% Mm -hmm. guilty of that but how healing your gut and your liver and paying attention to your hormones can help you with this because this it's not only about productivity and energy, but it's overall wellness and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's huge. And I just want to circle back to one more point that you just made of being seen as weak. Another thing that you will find in the literature and just different major like business influencers like Gary Vee, he speaks to the fact that the emerging superpowers of the world are soft skills and those skills are empathy, compassion, team building, all these things. Dig into what feminine leadership is and that is 100% feminine leadership. So people are like seriously fed up with like that overarching masculine um, corporate like dominant role in the workplace, hence the burnout. And they crave feminine leadership. Yes. Do not view your femininity as a weakness. View it as your superpower because that's what it is. That's what the world needs. That's how we're going to overcome a lot of these obstacles that we're facing right now. So lean into it. Yes. That's, I just wanted to like just say that because it's so important and you brought up a beautiful point. In regards to like gut health and how that correlates to your afternoon slump. So, and then also like the liver detoxification process. So what I will say is if you ever do any reading on the gut, you will probably find a quote from Hippocrates who says, all disease starts in the gut. And he was the founder of modern medicine a long time ago. And he's a hundred percent correct. So When we're thinking in terms of like general health and wellness, remember that your gut is such a vital player in how you feel overall. So in terms of like your mood, 95% of your serotonin, which is a feel good hormone is made in your gut. So if your microbiome is out of whack and you're feeling anxious, you're feeling like those incredible mood swings, you're feeling depressed we need to start working on your gut health. And I know it to be true because I've worked with many clients who struggle with this. Um, And we've been able to like 
significantly enhance their quality of life because they were in such a low state of being. So understand that from like a global perspective, your gut is a major player. When it comes to your afternoon slump, like if you follow the, so here in the States, the standard American diet or SAD, you are probably consuming unhealthy saturated fats, carbohydrates that are refined, and then just like salty, sugary foods on the regular. And I know from my own personal experience and just talking with my clients, like for us women too, a huge component of this afternoon slump is missing breakfast or eating a breakfast that has like those components, primarily like those refined carbohydrates and making us feel super ultra hangry within, you know, 30 minutes to an hour after consuming that, that meal, so to speak. I'm doing air quotes for those who aren't watching the video. Um, so there are many different players that can wreck your gut that lead to how your energy is being exerted. So when we're talking about SAD, standard American diet, if you're consuming those foods, so sugary, salty, greasy, unhealthy, saturated fats regularly, you are destroying the integrity of your gut and your intestinal lining. And what that does is it causes the stuff that's in there to be just sent out all over your body. And it can really wreak havoc on your well-being from the point of like how well you can move your agility because it can cause chronic pain. Um, it directly affects your mood at this point because your gut microbiome is now totally disrupted and you're not able to produce that serotonin that you need. And they've actually linked um, this disruption in your gut health to type 2 diabetes. And then type 2 diabetes is being correlated to issues with your cognitive function, so your brain health. And now they're calling Alzheimer's disease type 3 diabetes. And this all has to do with like blood sugar regulation and the integrity of your gut and all of these different components. In addition, for women, we have a set of a gut bacteria called the estrobilome, and that helps to metabolize estrogen in our body. And estrogen is the primary offender of any PMS or period problems. So bloating, um, fatigue, feeling breast tenderness, the mood swings, ramping, and then if you're perimenopausal, hot flashes, low libido, so on and so forth. So when we are consuming these foods that are super inflammatory, super disruptive to our gut, we're also wrecking our strobilome, which then just continues this like vicious cycle of PMS, period, period problems, hormonal problems entirely. And then estrogen is also a feel-good hormone. So there's so many things at play in your gut that we really need to tap into, okay, how do we take a step back and start moving away from like this standard way of consuming food and doing something that's going to be really beneficial and start healing it? Um, so that piece of it, 
I just like to call it this, like simplify my plate really is like creating your plate and taking it back to basics where you're consuming real food and you are eating foods that are one anti-inflammatory two they're going to help with the, the metabolism and the detoxification process of your estrogen and then three they're going to start working to build back like that lining in your gut and your intestines and it's very easy like <laughs> we've really overcomplicated food and um that's when people can get into trouble because they don't know what is like the right way to go and this can be applied not to just women but to men as well so when I think of creating my plate or creating a meal for myself and then when I speak to my clients we focus on creating the plate where it is 60% roughly a vegetable. And then we move into about 20% of that, a clean protein. And this can be applied like if you eat animal protein or if you're vegan or vegetarian, just a clean protein. And then when you move into the other like 20% or so of your plate, it's going to be a complex carbohydrate with a healthy saturated fat. So what that looks like is, you know, a kale salad with olive oil and a squeeze of fresh lemon. And then if you have, um, if you're using like an animal protein source, I love chicken thighs with the skin on it because it has the collagen component, which is going to heal your gut. It's anti-inflammatory. Um, there's many ways like to, to prepare that. So eating something like that, or if you're um, vegetarian or vegan doing lentils with quinoa and then your complex so carb, right? Yeah. Like you could probably just like mix everything together and be delicious. And then your complex carb is a sweet potato with a drizzle of, um, you could even do like coconut oil or avocado oil on there, add some walnuts. Like it's very simple. And once you start thinking of your food in this way, it makes your life a lot easier. Yes. It's going to help you get that energy that you need throughout the day so that you aren't hitting that slump. And when I think of a woman who is like on the go, super busy, running out the door, what can she do? Because more than likely she's skipping breakfast, like we talked about, or eating like that refined carbohydrate, oh, like yes. a bagel, <laughs> right? So what can she do? to replace that. And my favorite thing to do is a smoothie and yes. <laughs> right. Like it's so easy. You can run out the door with it, kids in tow or whatever and, and go like it's portable and you can sip it while you're at work. That's something that honestly was like a big deal for me when I started this whole process of like my gut health and my hormone balancing and all the things. So, um, I've got tons I of, I just like, love smoothies. I feel it's, as you say, the easiest, fastest way to do it. And also, if you're picky like me and you struggle a little bit with what to eat or you don't enjoy too many things, like smoothies has been the lifesaver mm -hmm. just because in there I can absolutely throw everything that's healthy. And then you have that reboost in the middle of the day or fresh start in the morning. Mm -hmm. it it has really allowed me to to change my relationship with food because now I'm eating like all the nutrients and all the things but without me overthinking oh I don't like spinach for example it, it goes yeah. in the smoothies 
yes it's it's so easy and also for kids I feel like it's a great way to get them started Mm -hmm. so I feel like the tips that you just gave are awesome and easy to implement that's why I love bringing you here because I know that you're going to deliver great knowledge but also at the same time is how the hell do I apply how can I overcome this so you already say it it's by starting with this little meal prep that you can do making it easy. And also one of the things that helped me is keep things organized. I love mm-hmm. having a folder with the basic recipes that I can do over and over again, just as you say, to stop overthinking and just, right. you know, that are in there. And if you want to balance something over something else, you can take a look in there. And it just has been a game changer for me and the way that I, that I eat and the way that I enjoy eating healthier <laughs> yes so good. I feel this is this is so good any what would be like the number one tip mm-hmm. that you will give to any woman listening right now and how how to heal their hormones and obviously mm-hmm. start with the nutrition but mm-hmm. is there anything else that they can do on their daily basis to make sure that they're tapping into this yes 100% and it's so easy and I, I talk about this all the time and I will get messages like in my DMs, like, oh my gosh, I did this thing and it really works. And it's it's so freaking easy. It is literally to start your day with a glass of lemon water. That's it. That's my simple tip. So easy. If you can't do lemon, like if you're sensitive to the acidity, at least a glass of water. Yeah, she's drinking her water right now. (laughs) I drink a lot of water and yes, to lemon water. (laughs) Yeah, so what that's going to do is... It's going to replenish your body because your body is primarily made up of water and you've been sleeping for typically like the average night of sleep for someone is like seven hours or so for an adult. So your body really needs that. In addition to that, you will start pumping out cortisol, which is another hormone. And that is a stress hormone that is like in our modern world, it is activated and dumping itself into our body all of the time. So a way to mitigate that and help with nurturing your um, adrenal glands, which that's where the cortisol comes from, is staying hydrated and doing the lemon water. So it's going to help with that component, mitigating the stress hormone. Another part, hydration, which is really important. And then um, on top of that, like if you're doing the lemon component, especially in this, is it's going to help with detoxifying your liver. And your liver metabolizes estrogen. And we already went through what estrogen can do if there's too much of it, right? So it's like a triple whammy in all the best ways. And it really, like, it really wakes you up. So when I say start your day with a glass of water, don't go for the coffee. Go for the glass of lemon water. (laughs) And then if you're a coffee drinker, eat Then have your one cup of coffee. That's my recommendation. If you can do it black, that's even better. Um, If you need a little something in it, um, you could do coconut milk or a heavy whipping cream if you can tolerate dairy. That's it. No sugar, none of those fancy creamers because that stuff is horrible for you. Um, But really, it's just that. And what I have found personally for myself is I feel infinitely more energized. Um... I feel calmer, honestly, and that's due to like that cortisol mitigation 
And then other women have told me like pretty much the same thing. They just do this one thing and they feel like they are starting their day off on the right foot. So that would be my one tip. In addition to like the nutritional aspect, like you could implement that starting tomorrow and just really start rocking it. So I love that. I mean, will anything be easier than that? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) so simple. That's number one tip that anyone can get because it's it's so easy and you cannot get it wrong (laughs) what are we lemon you cannot mess it up in here (laughs) so really thank you I feel a lot of people will be listening to this episode and will be like completely mind blown and wanting to learn more and just as you learned today like there are very easy things that you can start doing to help your whole hormones and start feeling so much better and make yourself unstoppable because starting yeah. from the inside, that's how you're going to change it. So before we go, can people get in touch with you? How can they follow your, your journey? Sure. Yeah. So you can actually go on my website. Um, it's elizabethwygant.com. Check things out, what I'm doing. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Wygant. I primarily hang out over there. That's kind of like my little spot. Um, so if, if anyone wants to get in touch, those are a couple places, then I can give you like my handles. Perfect. Yeah. I will be dropping all the links in the description of this episode. So if you want to get in touch with Dr. Elizabeth, make sure you again, won't regret it. You're going to love your journey with her and she's the sweetest person ever. So any doubt that you might have, (laughs) just reach out, say hi. (laughs) Yes, seriously. (laughs) Really. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here today and sharing such an amazing knowledge. And thank you again for being my first guest expert on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Unstoppable Imparable podcast. I appreciate you all for being here. And I always love hearing back from you. So please reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram and send me a DM. And if you love what you listen, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes and share with those who might love it as well. I'll see you on the next episode.